Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Melting Pot, hosted by J.D. Kuchta. Tune in weekly, every Friday, to hear various sports topics with various guests. You can find weekly episodes wherever you find your podcast, as well as on his website with blog posts going more in-depth with each topic. Take it away, J.D. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Well, check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Melting Pot. Today, we got a special twofer for the people. Connor Rogers and Chad Hall, very special recurring guest on the podcast. Connor, I've had Chad on before, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, he said, my name is Connor Rogers. Uh, I'm a fifth year, sixth year, whatever year you want me to be in college here at Piedmont. Yep. I'm a sports communications major and on the men's lacrosse team here. Well, thank you for that. Jumping right into the topic for today, we got a little college basketball, men's college basketball preview. Game's starting up pretty soon. Who, who do you guys have as this early preseason pick for who's going to win it? University of Virginia. University of Alabama. I'm going to have to agree with you on this one, Connor. I'm going to go ahead and say the University of Virginia. Tony Bennett, way too good of a coach to... Yeah, we're not ranked, and uh, last time we weren't ranked in the preseason top 25, we finished that season 31-3, and three, so. There you go. Bus. You nervous about Alabama at all, Chad? No, not at all. Nate Oates and his staff and a lot of good transfers coming into the University of Alabama and a lot of recurring names still on the roster. Alabama's going to have a good year. I, I think they either win the SEC or they finish second in the SEC. Um, I mean, Tennessee is really good. Arkansas is really good. And that's really about it. It's mainly the SEC West teams. I mean, you could even throw Missouri in the conversation too, but I think that Alabama has another legit shot of winning the SEC again. I don't hate it. No, I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, Kentucky's not Kentucky anymore. Tennessee's been good. And I think even though Alabama's ranked number 24 in the country, I still think that Alabama – and who they have on that roster is still going to be incredible. Yeah. Do you think? Do you guys feel that Kansas at number one is a little bit too high of a ranking, or is that it's right where they blood. should be? Yeah, I mean, I think they're right where they should be because I mean, I think Kansas probably has the best shot. Yeah. I think they have the highest odds to win um, the national championship, and I mean, we know Kansas will drop a couple games, but I mean, they're good. They're good as hell. And they'll drop, the like, tournament, games so. against other top 25 teams. Yeah. So Especially in those, like, preseason tournaments, tournaments. like uh, the Battle for Atlantis and, and then the – Maui Invitational, right. all that fun stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, they'll just go back and forth. But I don't think they'll move at all. I think they should – they very well could go undefeated uh, in the Big 12. But, I mean, I think Texas may have their number. Texas was very good last year. And they're yeah, – hey, that, like, secret – Game scrimmage expedition thing. Mm-hmm. Kansas played. Who was it? Somebody and they they lost. 
by two or something in an expedition game. Who did they play? Uh, I don't recall who it was. Let me see. Kansas secret scrimmage. Take away from Kansas 82-75 charity exhibition. Illinois. Illinois. And they're, they're good, too. Yeah, Illinois, I mean, they're a good team in the Big Ten. And they start off hot, but then it seems they always cool down. A lot of the teams that I feel like are ranked right now are those teams that do start off hot and then just kind of like yeah. slow down as they get closer to the tournament. I mean, I don't see how Purdue is still ranked in the top five. Definitely just because they still got Zach Eady or whatever his name is. Oh, the big white guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I but mean, Purdue is always – yeah. Until it gets to tournament time. Until and you lose to Fair Dick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can say that. Well, he does. Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Kansas is probably one of those teams that could be a one or a two seed come March. And, I mean, they're going to be good, obviously. I mean, the whole top ten, they're going to be very good. So, there's not there's not a whole lot that we can talk about. FAU is the only thing I don't like in the top ten. Yeah, aren't they 10? Yeah, they're yeah. sitting right at 10. I mean, who knows? They could have another good year. I mean, especially being in their conference, they should yeah. they should roll through that conference, especially having as good of a tournament as they did last year. So can't did, be mad about it. Did UConn lose anyone from this past year? Mm. Maybe. I just don't care nor keep up with UConn, but no. it was crazy <laughs> that they won it. Uh, this year's national championship was kind of – lopsided i'd say with san diego state and uconn but yeah i only know one person who had uconn in and winning it all actually that's crazy yeah i mean i think if san diego state i mean very well could have not gone to the championship i mean if if alabama played slightly better alabama plays for a championship i think because i mean after that hell of a game with san diego state and alabama I mean, it was a walk to the championship. Yeah. So, I mean, TCU was also – it was TCU, right? Yeah. Uh, they had that guard, right? I think so. The dude who was averaging, like, a double-double. Yeah. And he's, like, five foot eight, maybe, on a good day. What was his name? Hakeem Olajuwon? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, but still, I think the preseason top 25 doesn't really mean shit. If we're being honest, it really just comes down to who performs and who looks good through the first month of the season. It's more just a stat, and so we can put numbers by these teams for official rankings. Because right. for like basketball and football, preseason football, it's it's easier to rank those teams than I would say college basketball. Yeah, because college basketball is so up and down because they play yeah. so many damn games. It's very up and down, and then like you have like the beginning tournaments that like exactly can be considered jokes but at the same time it gives you a decent idea of what to expect come regular season and also with those tournaments you get like big upsets too just because the whole environment and thing is it's a whole atmosphere different atmosphere with those tournaments happening yeah and it's all those like top 25 teams that'll face off with each other and then they'll just beat up on each other and then i mean from historically from what i've seen even the what happens in the games is it doesn't really affect the rankings. No, because you're playing other great teams. And right. 
if anything, you drop maybe two or three spots or something. Yeah, but even those early season non-conference games, like once the teams are actually out of like the the challenges, like the Big 12 SEC challenge and the Maui Invitational and the battle for Atlantis and stuff like that, once you play those first couple of regular season matchups, that's that's really when you see the rankings start to shift and move around and yeah. do all that. So. so in other news this week, Cooper Flagg committed to Duke. How 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 do you feel about this, Connor? You know, being a UVA fan, you nervous at all for Duke this season? Or no, I didn't think Cooper Flag was that good. I think he was just playing a bunch of boys. Yeah. What? Chad, that ex- that is- expression says a lot right now. Okay, what about Zion? Zion played against a bunch of white dudes at Christian schools, and okay. he's and now a he generational talent. He couldn't stay healthy. Oh, but he's playing now, isn't he? He got hurt last night, but came back in. Okay, well, but, but I mean, Cooper Flag is Cooper Flag, though. Right? Okay, we'll see. That kid's I, a hooper. He could be good in college and just bam, be like Jabari Smith. And where is he? I that I, is true. I I agree with Connor on this one. Jarrett brought up a great point on our NBA preseason episode that we had. Um, he said a bunch of kids now in this past draft class are just going to college for a year. They look good go to the NBA, they think they've made it because they're in the NBA, don't do anything to hone their craft, and then just are irrelevant. I think in college basketball you should be able to stay multiple years before you can decide for the draft. Yeah, like college football. Like you have to play at least three years and then you can go. I feel like it's kind of ruined the – or it's hurt the sport. I think so too. But also with the new stuff and signing like an NCAA-sanctioned agent, that's the same thing, right? Yeah. If you don't get drafted, you can – maintain your eligibility oh yeah because you can go you can go work in for in the combine and then see where you're going to get drafted if you don't like it you just pull your name out and you're back at yeah and then you're back and playing college hoops and i think that'll benefit moving down the road especially now that people are starting to do it and yeah um i believe an alabama player i think noah Clowney last year he did it and he ended up being taken in the first round and and another thing with league Cooper Flag, I didn't like him committing to Duke. They already have three guys for that draft class or recruiting class coming in, one being a four-star, and then there's two other five-stars coming in at that spot, and then you add him too. So, like, yeah, there's no room for him on the roster necessarily. But Well, that kind of reminds me of that Duke team with R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, yeah. and Zion. I mean, they all went in, like, within picks of each other. Like, Zion at one – and then Cam Reddish at, like, 12, and then R.J. Barrett at, like, 9, yeah. right? And then with him going there, um, I think, like, the next year, Duke was probably going to start all freshmen. And I think I think that hurts colleges especially because then you play these, for example, like other ACC teams where you got guys who've been – you don't have all the five stars, but you got guys who gelled together over the past four years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a three, four, five star. Those teams are going to beat you just because they just gel with each other and – Throwing yeah. five freshmen on the floor could be dangerous. Yeah, and a good example of that is Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, they've had a ton of lottery picks go out of there, but then they also have those guys who have been there for four years, and then they take those younger guys, those freshmen who are projected to start under their wing, and those are the teams that are successful, especially come late season. Yeah. Because then they have the guidance of the guys who've done it four years in a row. To me, Duke just seems like the Alabama or Georgia of – college basketball 
Yeah, it's but it's just especially, especially Duke and Kansas. Uh, yeah, even though Kentucky's yeah. falling off, it's still those top threes where everyone yeah. wants to go Kansas for basketball. Too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say there are definitely a bunch of other names and schools that are definitely coming up slowly but surely into kind of that area of places where people want to go. I feel like like college football, it's kind of being evened out by NIL. Sure. Yeah. And then all these other guys want to go to these top, like Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, because it's got a good name for it with them coming into the draft also. Yeah, and you get a lot of recognition going to those schools too. And, I mean, for example, people are starting to go. People who know they're going to be lottery picks are starting to go to the smaller schools. Yeah. Smaller being not the term to use, but those schools that are not notoriously known for basketball, like Brandon Miller in Alabama. Yeah. I mean, he was a five-star recruit, and he just randomly chooses to go to Alabama, and then he's the number two pick in the draft. Like, he had a hell of a year in college, and now – those smaller teams, I mean, you could even think about Imani Bates. That's yeah. another name that comes to mind. I mean, he went to what? Eastern Michigan? Where did he start? He started yeah. at Memphis, Memphis, right? Memphis, yeah. Yeah, and then he ended up playing more than just that year because of all that stuff that happened, and then he goes to Eastern Michigan and then goes into the draft, and now he's going. He's putting together a solid campaign in the NBA now. Yeah. Now, coming from you two who enjoy college basketball a lot more, do we feel like the SEC is on the come up, or are they – plateauing as a conference when it comes to basketball i don't know yet we'd have to see how the season goes i mean they've definitely proved their point they're starting to they're on the come up but i think like this season depends a lot on how that all all sorts out but then also next year you got like texas joining and texas is a good basketball school now so honestly i think i I I think they're on a come up oklahoma's not a bad one either i'd say they're on a come up for sure yeah, and I think so too. Now that Kentucky's really losing their dominance in the SEC, I think we've seen the emergence of Tennessee in the last couple of years. We've seen Texas A&M be a name that's often in the top 25. We've seen Arkansas. We've seen Alabama, LSU at times. And the SEC, I think, they're not plateauing. They're still on the come up because now they're starting to get more recognition and there's more competitive basketball being played in the SEC. And Yes, they're beating up on each other, but Kentucky's not the unanimous number one in the SEC anymore. And if you look at the SEC in general, like Missouri, Ole Miss, teams who have not really been known for basketball, even LSU. Auburn, too. Auburn. Well, Auburn, kind of, if you look back to 2019. They went to the Final Four. They've, yeah, yeah, made it to the well, Final I mean, Four. Ever, ever since they were un, they've been under Bruce Pearl, Yeah, that's when they've been relevant, and they've started to get a lot of the good recruits. I mean, like, uh, what's, the, what's the kid's name? Okogie, Sharif yeah. Cooper. Um, There's another one. That, yeah. The dude who got hurt and then transferred to Kansas State. Uh, what's his name? can't remember i don't know but i mean the 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 emergence of sec basketball now it's very fun to watch because i think the sec is probably one of the more competitive conferences just behind the acc i feel like they take that like mentality from football where they just everyone just wants to beat everyone and they apply it to basketball sure and i feel like that makes things way way more fun to watch yeah and the sec tournament i mean is a kick every year now that kentucky's not just blowing through everybody and winning the sec tournament year after year i mean we've seen alabama win the sec tournament we've seen 
other names win the SEC tournament. Tennessee, Auburn. Tennessee, Auburn. Yeah, exactly. Florida. Yeah. I think Florida's won it Florida. Once. Yeah, when they had like they, Al yeah, Horford and yeah. Bradley Beal and stuff like that. And I mean, and, SEC basketball is rounding out, and it's I like it a lot. And you bring up that point of it rounding out, and Georgia might be in the talks of conversation this year mm. with the huge transfers coming in, a huge yeah. pickup at five star, two number. 11 overall recruit i think uh they, i know they just got dominique wilkins son, son. yeah, yeah it, that's was, what i'm talking about it was between uva and georgia and he chose georgia because his dad that makes there. sense though apparently I mean, his uh brother's there too i think who was a I, walk-on maybe i went and saw eastern kentucky university play the university of georgia and eastern kentucky's a small a sun conference team yeah playing uga and uga only beat them by 15 i mean i didn't see anything special from the university of georgia yet georgia's still bottom tier in the sec and i mean they're coming off of a terrible season two years ago when they i don't think they won an sec game and then they turn it around they have a decent year last year and i mean georgia's starting to creep up there um i mean they even when they had anthony edwards they were still like a mid-tier squad yeah but now that they're starting to get the recognition it's like we said it's those smaller market NCAA basketball schools that are starting to get the five stars and the big names. And now it's really starting to shape up and turn around the SEC. What other conferences uh, do we think are really going to be put on the uh, map this year? And there's always the ACC, the Big Ten. Yeah, Big 12. Big 12, yeah. Pac-12 is not bad either. What about the Big East? No. Mm, outside of Villanova, no. Really? And Villanova's You don't think been- Marquette? Georgetown? Um, I mean, Marquette, Georgetown's no. Georgetown Marquette was ranked at five, but yeah. they must they must have some recruits that are crazy. If anything, for Big East, it's going to be Marquette and uh, Villanova. Villanova. Or Butler. Eh. I mean, Butler hasn't been good, but now that Jay Wright's not there, I mean, that shit's really up in the air. Yeah, but those that conference doesn't even compete to the ACC, SEC, no. Big Ten. No, not at all. Not anymore. But, I mean, I do like the A-Sun, yeah. too. Um, Florida, Florida Atlantic is a sun, correct? I believe so. So, and I mean, we saw we saw Kennesaw State last year too. I mean, they almost put it to Villanova. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of good smaller market. Um, like even the, I can't think of what what conference is Merrimack in now. Now oh, that they yeah. joined, uh, Merrimack's going to be a very very good team. Wow. All right, um, <laughs> that's beautiful. Wow. So, um, it's not a ten. No, it's not. Uh, Is it I'm, the any ten? I'm New looking. England 10? I'm looking Are through right now. Conference USA, maybe. It could be CUSA. I don't know, but there's there's going to be a lot of small market teams that are going to show up in the top twenty five. I mean, even St. Mary's. We can talk about St. Mary's no, the out Western, in the West Coast yeah. Conference. But, I mean. It's just them two, Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Yeah. But Gonzaga ultimately wins the conference, and then St. Yeah. Mary's fucking falls Florida off. Atlantic is actually Conference USA, yeah. not A-Sun. Oh, okay. Well, even even Conference USA. That's not going to be a terrible conference for basketball. Yeah, because A-Sun is Eastern Kentucky, East Kennesaw State, and mm-hmm. uh, Murray State, where Ja went. Oh, yeah, Alabama actually opens up with uh, Murray, State. Murray State in Alabama. And I was just looking at it, and tickets are like $2. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. And I think that, I think basketball in general, like college basketball, is very, it's something that you can, it's easily accessible. 
because yeah. you, you can watch it on ESPN and whatever. And I mean, it's easily accessible, especially if you have ESPN plus. Yeah. And then you, we got all these other ESPN owned partnerships and like some of these conferences. So you got the ACC network sure. on ESPN. SEC has SEC, a little one. Longhorn network too yeah, for Big Texas. Ten. Yeah. So, and Fox big 10 network. Yeah. yeah. And Longhorn network and fucking, there's so many that you can watch from. Yeah. There's nowadays. I feel like it's good and bad at the same time, though. I, I don't like how they're paywalling content, though. Yeah. But, I mean, it is it is in the world of paywalling content because yeah. everything requires a subscription now. But, yeah. I mean, if you're willing to pay it and you're an avid sports fan, obviously you're going to pay the fee. Heard that before. You're learning in class, aren't you? Avid sports fan. Shout out Dr. Carlson. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, we are avid sports fans. Yeah. We are. So. Uh, Mary Mack is in the Northeastern Conference. Yeah. They should That's any, run that. Any 10, right? UVA got NEC. a transfer from Mary Mack, their best player, so I'm excited about him. Yeah. And, I mean, Merrimack, I mean, now that they're Division One, I, I mean, they won that conference last year it's and the they same, couldn't participate, yeah. right? They couldn't participate because – and then Fairly Dickinson got the bid instead. Yeah. I mean, that, that conference is going to be competitive. I mean, especially when you go and you look at last season's results – then you can really start to see the teams that showed up in the tournament and in in the national tournament in the NIT, and then you can really see how it's going to shape up. But I mean, college basketball is different every year. Like you can't expect the same shit to happen every single year. I think it's the one sport where it has one college sport, I should say, that has differences like that sure. that are just very very vivid yeah because what was it i don't know if it was this year or like two years ago duke is always a top school and then they have a crummy acc record like yeah. 500 and that's just not i mean same with north carolina yeah that's not normal for those blue blood schools so. right i mean the acc has been more of a toss-up these last couple yeah. of years i i think the acc is the best school or conference for basketball because you got all these teams competing, and I think, I don't know, might be biased because I'm a UVA fan, but. I would say ACC, yes, but I feel like SEC is slowly closing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. There's an ACC-SEC challenge this week or this year, so. Yeah, isn't there SEC Big 12 too? Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think it'll be interesting. Who does UVA match up with? Texas A&M in Charlottesville. That's gonna be a good Ooh. game. Yeah. It's gonna be a great game. Who does who did Alabama pull? Uh, I don't know. Now I'm curious because that's probably that's primetime basketball right For there. For sure. Um, let me see. I'm gonna try and pull it up. But let's see. Clemson. Where's that Ooh. game at? It is, is it in Duke? Alabama. Yeah. Uh, and Clemson's they still got PJ Hall and he's a dog at center yeah, for them. Yeah. So. He's he's great. He's like what, six ten? He can move like a guard. Yeah. Um actually, fun fact, I know his sister. Oh. Yeah. Uh Thayer Hall. She was uh what's it called? NC. Oh, you said yeah. Yeah, Florida volleyball. Is that your cousin? No, no. Not related, but yeah. That's a that's a I'm curious to see this ACC SEC. Um and then Big Ten SEC Challenge. Yeah. Alabama drew uh, Ohio State, Clemson, Ohio State, back-to-back weeks. That's that's rough opening up. Yeah. I mean, they have they have Moorhead State, and then they play Larry Bird's uh, school. They play Indiana State, and then South Alabama, Mercer, 
Ohio State, Clemson, Arkansas State, and then Purdue, Creighton, Arizona, three back-to-back Yeah, for the ACC Big Ten, uh, we play Wisconsin. That's that's not a bad draw, Uh (laughs) especially the Big Ten being what the Big Ten is. All right, so this is the ACC-SEC matchups. We got Clemson at Alabama, Miami at Kentucky, LSU at Syracuse, NC State at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at Georgia Tech, Missouri at Pitt, Notre Dame at South Carolina, Duke at Arkansas, Virginia Tech at Auburn, Florida at Wake Forest, Georgia at Florida State, Tennessee at North Carolina, Texas A&M at Virginia, Boston College at Vanderbilt. I'm interested to see that that. Virginia Tech-Auburn game. Virginia Tech's always sneaky good. They uh, they, yeah. they still have that shooter from last year, Padula. Yeah. Who uh, absolutely decimated Virginia in a way. Yeah, he's pretty good. It was I think it was a couple of years ago I went and watched uh, Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech play. And when I tell you they have athletes on Virginia Tech squad every single year. Yeah. Oh my god. They, like, they, those dudes can jump out of the gym. It's crazy. They sneak under the radar and it's very yeah. funny. And aren't they what finished top Top five every year in the ACC? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Because they, they usually get the tough draw in the first round. Of the yeah, they got to play a barn burner to play the one seed or two after. Pretty much. Well, that is going to do it for week 10 of the melting pot. For week 11, we have NHL regular season with Matt Kadrowski. Finishing that up, one more couple more weeks left in the podcast. Thank you two for joining me. Yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Public faucet. Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's tune into Wake Up with J Ray and A B every Friday morning at nine sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up every Friday morning only on WPCZ LPFM Demers Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. You've been listening to The Melting Pot where you can find various guests and sports topics on a weekly basis. Remember, you can find each episode wherever you get your podcast and on JD's website with blog posts corresponding to each episode. See you next Friday.